Nobody. Really? No, no, nobody. You no. just said, I want to play the accordion when you were a little kid? I didn't say I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see it now. <laughs> see, this brings to mind a joke. There's an accordion player on his way to a gig. On his way, he wants to drop his tuxedo off at the dry cleaners. He parks his car, his accordion's in the back seat. He walks into the dry cleaners. He's back out. His window's broken. There's glass all over the sidewalk. He's freaking out. He looks in the back seat of his car, and there's two accordions. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Accordion okay. humor. And now you are at the helm of Live at the Fillmore. Oh my god, I am? Yeah, it's you it's uh, you're in charge. Okay. So for those uh, uninitiated, what can you tell people about your tribute group? Well, Live at the Fillmore has been acknowledged as the number one tribute to the Allman Brothers band for about ten years. You know, I put the band together and said, look, we're, we're not going to make this stuff up as we go along. We're going to treat this as if it's a Beethoven score. The notes are already on the page. We don't have to recreate any of it. We just have to perform it authentically with passion. The guys do that, and uh, the audience appreciates it. Here's what I want to know. Yeah. Why? What was your motivation to create or recreate this music? I heard the band in the early years. I saw the band many, many times in 70, including Fillmore East in March when the album was recorded. And also, I was back in June of 71 for the very last public concert at Fillmore East, which was the, the Saturday night late show in June. That was, even by members of the band, uh, Allman Brothers Band, that was the best performance they ever gave. They call, they call it the show. And I was just, like many other people who saw the band, uh, at the time, blown away by uh, what they were doing on stage. It was just an amazing experience musically. And I started a band in, I guess, 71 called Sky Dog. We were an Allman Brothers tribute band. I always wanted to, to do it again. So about 10 years ago, I just decided to do it, put the band together, and, uh, you know, the rest, as they say, is history. And it's, it's a decade later. We just came off the Southern Rock Cruise the end of January with Leonard Skinner, Marshall Tucker Band, Molly Hatchett, 38 Special, The Outlaws, Atlanta Rhythm Section, J-Mo's Jazz Band, J-Mo's Norman Brothers Band, and many other uh, Southern Rock bands. And guys from the other bands all wanted to get up and play with us during our set, which was the best part of the whole trip for us. You know, being in that company was, was really very, uh, very special. It was, you know, kind of an honor for us to to be the guys that were up there playing the music of the Allman Brothers Band among these other uh, you know, very auspicious Southern rock bands. I mean, that's a lot of validation right there. That's wonderful. Now, yeah, you, yeah. you've met Dwayne Allman a couple times. So when you met him, did you have Sky Dog yet? Or were you planning Sky Dog? Or does he have any idea? No. No, okay. No, 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 no. I mean, he, he, he knew I was a guitarist because I had mentioned that in conversation. When we met, it was always very brief because it was after an Allman Brothers concert, something like that. You know, he's, he's running to get back to the green room or, or wherever they were going next. The conversations that I had with Dwayne were pretty brief. One show that just stays in my memory is I saw them at the Schaefer Summer Concert Series in Central Park. And at the end of the show, I asked him for one of his Coruscant bottles which is the glass bottle that he played slide guitar with. Mm -hmm. There was a cold medication back then called Coruscant, and he used to buy these things by the case and, you know, empty them. 
that's what he used to play slide guitar. So he did give me the slide uh, bottle that he was using that night, and I still have it, and I still, I still use it to play. Wow. Let me ask you this. If you weren't at the helm of Live at the Fillmore, what would you be doing? Um, I, uh, I might be a neurosurgeon. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I thought maybe. Yeah, actually, you know, I, I, look, I, I went to school and I got degrees in microbiology and biophysics. Really? Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 was, uh, I did some research for about a year at a, in a biophysics lab at Penn State, and I realized that research was, was just too solitary for me. Uh, it just didn't suit my, my nature. But I was going to go to medical school, and I took a year off to think about it, and that year turned into a lot more, and I, I just never went back and pursued it. I, I have a lot of friends who, who are doctors, and they, they now tell me that I'm living the life, and, uh, you know, I, uh, they wish they were me, and I, I always tell them, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. <laughs> you might get it. People will ask me, hey, hey Lou, how you doing? And I first thing out of my mouth is, ah, I, I haven't had a bad day in my life. When I got back into playing, and I put Live at the Fillmore together, that made a big change. Now I, I get up, and I know that's how I'm going to spend my day. And really, I don't go to work ever. I mean, it's not work. It's just it's a pleasure to, to know that that's what you're going to do. The audiences are amazing.